All right, and we're back. This is a special episode. We're just going right on in. This is Mill Speaks. Mill Speaks versus Diplomacy and Sneakers hey. with my man, Andre. What's up? Hey, how you doing, Mills? What's going on? Hey, man. You know, I'm just happy we finally could get this going. I met you, what, in July, August? When we yeah. We had to do this, and so here we are. So it's dope. Exactly. And you know, so you've been behind the motivation. I remember I, I came in for my son. Right. The next thing you know, I'm doing it now. Let's see. I, but I told you it was going to be easy for you to do. I mean, it probably wasn't super easy, but at the same time, once you get it, it's kind of it's dope. I, I really like podcasting. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. So, like, like Dre said, he came in. I work, of course. You guys know, I work my part time job at Big Blue Best Buy. Uh, and <laughs> Dre came on in for a mic for his son. And then you, we didn't have any mics. I don't know what kind of store we were trying to be at the time. I mean, it was right fresh off of COVID, um, the first wave-ish kind of thing. Yeah. You know, everybody was kind of coming back to work. So. Um, yeah, I did. You you wanted that mic. We didn't have any, but I talked to you about it. And, and, and normally, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Customers, I normally don't talk to customers, okay? <laughs> I feel you special. Know? Yeah, yeah, yep. I said, man, but then when you talked about the mic and stuff, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Let me help this brother out because I need him to know the right stuff to get because this is my wheelhouse now. So I was, it, you know, it was a good day. That was a good day. That was the first day I, I talked to a customer about something that I truly knew what I was talking about without fluffing mm-hmm. it up and all that. So that's good. It's good. No, oh no, no, you helped me out. I appreciate that. Always. No problem. No problem. So then your son's not even doing it anymore, right? He's not not going to use the mic at all, right? No, none whatsoever. It's me now. <laughs> it is. It is solely on me. So now that to make you laugh, now he sees me doing it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, Dad, can I?" record something too <laughs> so, oh, oh. So, okay we'll do a father-son one one day that would Hopefully. be awesome that would be yeah, cool. yeah. at least like a once a month or something like that maybe you know yeah. something see you are the catalyst of all of my ideas i try man oh. <laughs> <laughs> i try i try listen i like i said before we started recording i listened to so so all right so let's back it up so oh. we've already talked about how we first met and that's cool. Um, so fast forward to when you actually started your podcast, you have the two podcasts. I can't remember the other one, but this one, your solo one is Diplomacy and Sneakers. Yeah. Please tell the people about Diplomacy and Sneakers. I really enjoyed your definition or explanation of Diplomacy and Sneakers. Oh, sure, sure. Well, that kind of tells back to what I used to do. So let's say I, I had to start from the beginning because uh-huh. this is where it makes more the most sense. Gotcha. So, so basically, what happened is that I used to I used to work in the federal government. I used to work in the U.S. Department of State. So within 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 that within that role, I spent thirteen almost thirteen years there. So within those thirteen years, I was able to transition from what we call civil service for people who work within the United States or within the um, different parts of the states. But even some of them get a chance to go overseas. But I got my able to transfer well, tra- not not say transfer, but to basically move myself to what's called foreign service. Okay. Now, I would tell people the foreign service is something totally weird. It's something, it's something totally different. It's almost like quasi-military in a sense. Okay. Because of the way that we do, but we're not military. So if you actually look at the, you actually look at the real definition, we're actually diplomats. Mm. So, so technically I was a U.S. diplomat for about five, about five years. 
And so that's why that's where the word diplomacy comes from. And one thing what you kind of hit on was the definition. The definition is one thing that I realized when I got a chance to go overseas, got a chance to go and look at everything that's not America, everything that's out of my wheelhouse, everything right. that is out of my norm, my own culture. Mm -hmm. And I noticed one thing is that when I'm when I'm going to talk to kids, like I, I was um, basically part of the labor relations area. So a lot of times I got a chance to go to universities. I got a chance to go to high schools. And this is all in different countries. Mm -hmm. So I got a chance to talk to the kids more, more so about, when I say kids, these are like 21-year-olds at different universities or even some in high school. Okay. And I got, I'm talking, I call it my rhetoric. Doing the whole diplomatic rhetoric saying, well, this is what happened when you go to the USA. This is what happened to this. You know the questions that they ask me? What? Hey, who's your favorite rapper? Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, they'll say, hey, so yeah, yeah, we heard about your job, but but man, what kind, do you own Jordans? Do you own this thing? Wow. So these are the questions that I always got. And I, and I so I got, got to the point, I started looking at them, I said, so what do you know about the US? Right. Five things came up, okay. five main things. No matter which country I, I go to, mm -hmm. The show Friends, which I can't stop. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Come on now. I'm sorry. Come on, Friends is a great show. Oh no, I'm a Seinfeld. I'm a Seinfeld man all day. Oh no, that was I'm a show about nothing. Now you know that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> every day could be about nothing. Trust me. So one thing I learned that it was Friends. They based America off of that one show because that's the one show that is publicly. I don't know if it's sent to everyone else that they are able right. to see through Netflix, through other different means, especially YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's one of the top shows that are constantly shown overseas. So Friends is a big one. Instead of Friends, music. And you know the biggest part of music? Hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Hip hop. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you the crazy part about it. I'm walking down the street mm. in Egypt and I'm listening to a guy rap Lil Wayne, but don't know a bit of English. Right. But right. It's a staple. Everybody, hip hop is there. Mm -hmm. So even with even within hip hop, it comes to culture, the hip hop culture, our culture, which I like, I love to say. Right. So you have friends, you have hip hop. They, they also they have the American misconception that everybody's rich. Ah, right. I call it the American misconception. So That's everything, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they think everybody's wealthy, everybody's fine, everybody mm. lives good. So. Ah. No, it doesn't work that way. No, no. no. Oh, yeah. You, you see this rapper rapping. Yeah. He, yeah, he's rich. You see the people and friends. That's make believe. Like, right. That, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A lot of that stuff is not, it's not real. So, like I say, so we have friends, we have hip hop, we have the American misconception, and we have, and we, nothing we have, we have is the politics. So, what they see mm -hmm. is what is only what they understand. Like, for example, if you have a president, they don't realize that. Some people may not like their president, or somebody, somebody may not like uh, whatever politically going on. They, don't, they think that since that person voted in, everybody feels exactly. Oh no! Okay. So, so this is yeah. So wow. it's the political part of it now. Yeah. So even though, like I tell you, even though I can say I, I, I disagree with with some politics, but you all voted them, so you all love them then. Right, it's, it's a one-track mind. So, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, but is so, it so? But is it because it's like that in their country? 
Exactly. You know yes. what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Exactly. Because a lot of times when they do the when they do their runoffs and their um and their presidential voting, it's usually one person running, and they get like ninety five percent of the vote. Wow. So it's like everybody everybody wants that person to go, but they don't realize that this person could have won by a slim margin. Or especially uh, when Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. were confused. They were confused. They said, yeah. but this you voted this man in who says these these bad things. Yeah. Why, why did you vote him in? I said, I voted for somebody else. Right. <laughs> but it's the point that, that that's the point I try to explain to about the, about the democracy part of it. Mm-hmm. So now so now we have these four things so far. So, right. like I said, we have our four. We have basically we have um, hip hop. We have the American misconception. Yeah. We have politics, and we have the show Friends. Yeah. My fifth one is my favorite one because everyone relates to it because it kind of ties all these in together. Mm-hmm. Athletes. This is mm-hmm. where the sneakers part comes in. This yeah. is where all everything yeah. comes full circle because. The most known number, the most known number in all sports is 23. Yeah. I love LeBron. LeBron's good, but, but he, he's, not, he's not Jordan. Jordan was Jordan. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Jordan was Jordan. They know that number. You put 23 on anything, first thing they say, oh, that's Jordan. And I even tested this. I said, yeah. so if I put this, this 23 up, who, who, what do y'all think about? They say Jordan. I, I give them a Nike sign. Mm-hmm. They say Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So they say that, and when I say who who would you rather listen to speak to come speak to you, they give an athlete. Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. I once I got that understanding, once I got that conception, so whenever I started doing talks, I would wear sneakers. I never wore dress shoes. I always wore Jordans. Gotcha. So that right there was their like, oh, you have on sneakers. I'm like, those those Jordans. One person was like, those are Jordans. I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's That's amazing so, to me. Yeah, right. And so that was the one thing that kind of got their attention. Even though I'm giving they talk about how to interview, about um, mostly mostly just about how to present yourself right. professionally, mm-hmm. but also like leadership skills and a lot of these soft these soft skills that are given. Yeah. But I was able to get their attention just through my experiences and me just wearing a pair of Jordans. That, yeah. that was it. And so that's why I say the diplomacy and sneakers because at the end of the day, we represent ourselves, but we represent our, ourselves, but also where we come from. And, and, and it all depends on who you are. I can go to that country and I could have just been a complete butt. Yeah. And guess what? I might've been the only black person they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Only African American they've ever seen. So guess what happens? That right there has given them the broad aspect of all African Americans. Yep. All black people, especially all from America. America. Yep. All rude. Exactly. And yep. so that's what I say. That's what I say. This diplomacy and sneakers because you are your own diplomat. You are your own representative wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So I say represent yourself in the best way. It doesn't have to be a way which uh, what you feel is stiff, but represent you. Be, right. your, be yourself. Yeah. And I say be comfortable when you do it. Wear sneakers because that's be who you are. And that's what I started doing. I started wearing my sneakers. Gotcha. And that, that was one of the biggest things. I got invited to a lot of more, more places. Mm-hmm. So that's what I prefer to get diplomacy and sneakers from. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I I heard that story before, but there were some parts in there you didn't say on the podcast. So I I love it. And I I think when I was listening the first time, I took notes, but I don't know where they are at this point. Uh, Probably at work still. Uh, But no, I mean, I think that's really dope. And 
I we experienced um, my my good friend Rachel that I've had on the show many times. She um she's the owner of Own It Creations. She got yeah, yeah. She and I went to India for work um, for a month. And wow. we were there, what was that, 2015, I think? Uh -huh. And um, from June to July. And we were there to train our offshore vendors, mm -hmm. you know? And that was an experience within itself because while we were there, we had to work U.S. hours. So we were working there nights while trying yeah. to fit U.S. days, which was fine. Mm -hmm. um, but we got there and the, in the Indian guys were interesting. Um, they... They were interesting. They 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 were just very honest, you know. Oh, they but they don't treat black people very well over there in the U.S. And I'm like, no, no, they don't. <laughs> you know, no, they don't. Actually, you're right. Glad you can see that. I'm glad. There's a lot of people in my country right here that can't see that or say that they can't. Right. But um, so it was interesting their perspective. And then remind remind you now, this was during the time in which um, Dylan Roof had just gone and shot up. The, oh, yeah. the the church in Charleston. Charleston yeah. I think we came back to some shenanigans um, when we were coming back in July of that year. It was something going on. Some kind of shooting had happened, or maybe that it was the Dylan Roof thing. But then it was like I remember we lost two days, and once my phone connected to the inter internet, um, it was like information overload. It was like, wait, what happened? You know? And so. Um, this was an interesting time. So they were watching the news just like we we're watching the news. But like you said, they only give them certain amounts of American stuff, right? So yeah. when we were there, it was how to get away with murder, which was interesting. Um, it was um, friends, uh -huh. um, of course. <laughs> uh, I think living single was over there, which was interesting to me. That is very interesting. Yes, it was very interesting to because me. Because I used to ask a lot of because like I lived I lived in Nepal, which is right above India, mm -hmm. which is right above India, and nobody has ever seen any African American shows at all. And it, it's not it's not it's not on YouTube. They use YouTube. It's on the Netflix platforms. A lot of them right. would use, but it's not there. Yeah, see, that's yeah. a that's. That is horrible to me. I'm, I'm being honest with that. Well, I'll be honest. We were getting off at two in the morning, mm -hmm. their time. So it was on at that time because we'd get off and we'd be hungry. So we'd call room service. Hey, bring us some food. Right. You know, yeah. please. Respectfully. Uh, quickly. Um, and then we'd watch TV till we went to bed around five in the morning or so. You yeah. know, at least I knew that's what I was doing. And um, yeah, it just it. It was interesting to me that that how to get away with murder was there a show that has lots of different you know lots of different races however is spearheaded by this african-american woman and she's dark you know yeah. um whereas every other commercial was like a skin bleaching commercial <laughs> that's it was that's very another strange, thing you know yeah yeah that, that's crazy and if, yep. and i'm gonna tell you something think about the, the think about the dynamics within um what, uh, how to get away with murder. Think about the dynamics of what Annalise right. is. Yeah. Her character portrays this this woman, which in, in other countries, it's not portrayed as a strong woman. Right. Women are not seen as strong, as independent, and they basically get their way. Right. So it's actually seen, it might be seen as defiant mm -hmm. as, yes. as, as like, at how she's acting. So not only is it the skin color, it's also her mannerisms. So think about it. So when they first, when they saw you, they, they're like, oh. And maybe one or two of them probably have seen How to Get Away with Murder. And first thing they said was, okay. 
Even <laughs> my God. I didn't even think about it. See, yeah. Oh, it's, no. When you, when you open, yeah, see, that's what I'm When you open Pandora's box. Oh, man. Because I'm t- I'll make you laugh because it's been places in Nepal that I went. I was the only black person they, they have ever seen and probably ever will see. Because the, the thing about when it comes to um, when, it come, when it comes to the foreign service officers, when it or specialists in that U.S. diplomatic zone, mm-hmm. the concentration of minorities is minimal to slim. It is ninety-five percent Caucasian American. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It is very crazy. Isn't that crazy? Three percent, like it goes like what three percent black, three percent um, black American, then everything goes to like Latino, Asian, and all the stuff like that. Right. But it's the weirdest thing because you want to represent America, but how can you represent America if you have if you have if you have this? Right. But then I have this, and I'm sorry, this is crazy for me to say. I see somebody was having a um a, a break dancing, like like because they have like different sections within them. Right? Mm-hmm. And they had this public affairs party was break dancing. I'm like, you got no African Americans there. You got no, you know that we kind of, we started that. You know that, right? Yeah. And so, right. I'm like, how you have this, but no representation of the culture, the yes. culture of hip hop? How you have somebody not rep- representing hip hop that's not, that doesn't basically engulf themselves in it? Right. And that's one of the things that well, that is truly missing when it comes to our, our federal government. I'm being honest with you on that. I agree with that. They probably don't kill me after this, but it's okay. As long as you know. <laughs> but Man, it's, it's the truth. truth. It's the truth. We saw yeah. it in, you know, this recent administration when they took their picture, their class picture, if you will. And everybody was like, white, 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 white. And I'm just like, okay. Now, I appreciate now that a new administration has um, kind of selected a a rainbow of uh you know rainbow colored situation we look good out here but we'll see about that but i want to get back to that representation thing when we talk about lovecraft because we're gonna talk about it oh i love lovecraft oh (laughs) you know i love i had i watched all of it oh yep it i don't care what anybody says Mm -hmm. it was beautifully put there were some parts that was questionable right why does this happen? Mm-hmm. But how do you tie it back in? Yeah. That was that is good directing, writing. Shout out to the writer. She is she's yeah. amazing. The she, writing is yes. You're right. And um so stick a pen in that for a second because I still wanted to talk about this latest episode of yours. You had an episode I wanted to ask you because you said in this episode that GZ was your favorite rapper of all time so first let's talk about this Jeezy and Gucci versus did you watch it yes I did okay did you yeah. like it <laughs> ah okay we're gonna talk about this one yeah so, like I said I am a product of hip-hop I am a child of it I, I love it especially when it comes to straight down south it is that's that's my heart yes now and I will tell you Jeezy's my favorite rapper my, is my favorite rapper of all time Okay. But like I said, my crown will always go to Outkast because Outkast was my starters. Yeah. Okay. okay they were okay. they were the ones to me. Okay. I said we we have the South. We you, you have Scarface. You have I, I mean you have the people who who was the main ones in the South. But Outkast pulled it for me. They were the yeah. ones that made me appreciate it even more. But then then Ti. But then when Jeezy came, because I can relate. Okay. More to more to the end than anything else, okay. and and like and like I said, going back to what you're saying about the the verses, I enjoyed it, but not for the music because to me, Jeezy and, and Gucci, 
Gucci got washed, but anyway. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Gucci got washed. I'm yeah. being honest on that one. Gucci got washed, but Gucci yeah. had them hits, though. He had, he he had those hits, had me, had me bopping. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But, like, I mean, Jeezy, I mean, he could have mm-hmm. just bought, he could have just bought Thug Motivation out and just, and just liked it all. He could have used one album. He could have yeah. used one album and just washed it. But it's more so of, the, of what I look about Jeezy, what I like about Jeezy now, in that, in that versus, is growth. Mm-hmm. That was the, my take because yeah. I didn't expect none of that. It's really gr- no, I didn't expect I didn't expect Jeezy to to oh. talk about that. Now I expect the Gucci now. <laughs> I expect Gucci now. Now that's a that's a thing. I expect Gucci to lose lose See? his mind. Say say his say his slick because he deserved yeah. to say it now. Yeah, he did deserve. Well, okay, so I'll tell you this. I did expect Jeezy to be the way that he was because, see, Jeezy's been on this, like, ever since they made him, what, president or something of Def Jam South. Like, he's been on this trajectory of moving away from the shenanigans and then moving toward, like, you know, some other stuff, Mm -hmm. which is good. You know, change is always good, especially if you're going upward and you're happy about it. Cool. Um... I, I honestly, when they announced this versus, I was like, so he's really gonna do this with Gucci Mane? Because at this point, you know, Jeezy is like, you know, he's like a made man out here. You know, he's yeah. to me, he's like, you know, he's got this night show that's coming on pretty soon on Fox Soul and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, so it's like he's got things to lose. You know what I mean? So yeah. you typically don't spar with people who don't have things to lose. Uh, when you do That's have true. things to lose, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I expected him to be this way, but I did not understand why this was happening. But then I did because of the culture. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. You're right. Yeah, yeah because it, it was it was needed. Um, I mean, because Gucci reached out to him first. And, and I mean, yeah, me, Jeezy reached out to Gucci first and Gucci said no. Yeah. First yep. time. Yeah. But then he did it again. But I expected the slickness to come out of Gucci's mouth. Mm-hmm. That I was expecting because yeah. of what of what he went through. Yeah, sure. sure. I, I, I expect that. But for Jesus to be the bigger man, like you would see on social media, this is why social media is the, the goods and the bads and the others. You would say that positive people say, "Hey, Gucci said what he said," mm-hmm. and but they would say Jeezy didn't react positive. I mean, because like I said, he has he has more to lose. So, All right. but but then everybody else would call him. Oh, look at him! He's being he's being a punk. He's being those other other five words and stuff like that. I'm like, which one? You want this man to smack this man, lose everything, and be right back down to square one? No, nah. no. Yeah, you know you're right about that. I think there is some. There's a subset of people who definitely wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are what I call crabs, right? Those are the people who want to see other people fall. So yeah. they want you to involved in these different types of um, unfortunate situations, but they will be nowhere to be found when you need a hand to get up, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But I think overall, especially when Jeezy was talking real estate talk and all of that stuff, yeah. I think I think now, specifically in 2020, everybody's a little <laughs> more woke, right? Everybody's yeah. a little more about multiple streams of income, which is important. Everybody's about, you know, all of these different things. So when they see somebody like a, Jay, a Jeezy, I almost said Jay-Z, a Jeezy, <laughs> which, which is by itself a reason why he was going to lose. If you just played like his three or four Jay-Z songs he had, he killed you. Oh, gosh. But anyway, yes. oh, I digress. <laughs> I digress. Okay, because Seen It All is still really good. I listen to that all the time. Yeah, yes. Jay Z actually watches Jeezy on that, and it's really he ridiculous. does. So, he does. Yeah, it's good. He does. It's I'm good. not gonna lie to that one. Yeah, <laughs> Seen It All. That that's yeah. actually that's a very slept on album. 
He been like that album. That was, that's a slept yeah. on album. It was good. I listened to it twice to get it. I asked you. But you know, um, yeah, go ahead. That album that I see, I wasn't a Jeezy fan ever, right? And mm-hmm. then he released um, the TM 103. And ah. I listened to that. I had just started a job where I could listen to music all day. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to it and I was like, Okay, and so you know he had the OJ song on there with yes. Fab and, and Jada, which was a dope song. He had the Neil song, you yes. know, all of these different things. You know, he had a great song on there with uh, Trick Daddy at the end. Um, oh yes, that's a great song. Oh yeah. Um, so he had all these things. So I listened to the whole album and I enjoyed the entire thing. And I was like, well, damn, I might have been missing something with that, yeah. with the Jeezy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but th- I really love that album. That album is the one I listened to in this latest one, The Recession 2. Recession really 2, yeah. Yeah, have you ever listened to, to The Recession? I haven't. Listen to The Recession. That okay. is fire. That's the same That's the same album that has my president's the black on. Okay, okay. That's, a, that's the same album. Okay. That album was, I mean, because like it was something outside of the, the, the um the TM. Mm-hmm. I said, Ooh, right. I said, okay, this this should have been one of the TMs because he this was a this was a summer semi masterpiece. This is that's one of his best albums. Hey, wow. And you know so yeah and, yeah and I want to go back to what you said about the real estate part. So right. it's funny because apparently people have more time in COVID. They went to go research him, and I see a whole lot of people on social media saying. Well, Jesus, how you say you own this much, so much of Atlanta, and I only see these two pro- properties in your name? Did you, ever, did you ever get a chance to see that? Did I didn't see that? see that, but that's dumb. Even I know that in, with different properties, you register in different. You a lot of people who have them mm-hmm. register mm-hmm. the address, so it's never in your name. It's an LLC. It's all of these different things. It's yeah. never really going to be attached to you like that. But exactly. Ahead, no, 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 no. You that's you hit crazy. it. You hit it. You hit it right on the on the dot. And that's one thing that I was trying to explain to my cousin. Mm-hmm. And I would tell him, I said, yes, he has two properties in his name. Mm-hmm. But the minute he gets the minute he gets a third, and if, if, if he paid off and he gets in multiple streams, he is subject to capital gains if, if, he, was a, if he was a seller. Right. And so what you want to do is you want to minimize all liability the, the best way you can. That's why people get LLCs, mm-hmm. because that's what it's called, limited liability company. So if you are renting these properties out, you are less liable now. Now that if anything was to happen, you have insurance on your company. They will sue the company and not sue you. Right. And he had a nerve to say, "Well, my my wife knows all about it. Your, your wife know what the LLC was until six months ago. The <laughs> COVID. I said, bro, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. And so that's the see. That's the, I would say that's the ignorance sometimes mm-hmm. because people always try to find a way to bring somebody down. That's it. Especially if he, if, like I said, his trajectory is up. Yep. People want to try to find a way to bring that down, and I, I just ne- I never agree to that. But um, right. but no, yeah, yeah. You you hit that point dead on the head. I wish somebody would have said that to me. I'd have, what are you talking about? You don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's. But I'll be honest. I just learned that about two years ago myself. But that's still knowledge that's out there. You know what I'm saying? It is. Hey, don't be it dumb. Is. But, but at least you went to learn more about it instead of just going to get one. You knew we know what it is. Right. That's what. And I would tell people knowledge. I mean, the internet is. I mean, that's the most wealth of knowledge now. That's how people get rich these days. I sure. mean, you can honestly. Look up anything that you want to do, mm-hmm. or, or anything that somebody says. I mean, you can really truly look it up and learn about it, because yeah. knowledge is knowledge is not. There's no more in books; it's everywhere. And then you have people that can post about it, and make sure that post is credible. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. yeah, look at, yeah. So that, that really bothered me. I said, 
this man has multiple streams of income. Like, you, you think that he's a multimillionaire? You think that he owns his two properties? Nah, come on, man. But like I said, crabs, you yep. know, we always want to nitpick at what somebody's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, let me see. What's, what's, hold on. What's next on my list? Jeezy's. All right, we're done with, with Jeezy. We're done with Jeezy and Gucci, right? Oh, uh, yeah, we good. Yeah, we good. I did appreciate uh, So Icy at the end, though. I did. I, oh. I forgot how great that song was. It's a really great song. It's, and it I is. forgot. Yep. I'm telling you, it both, it's both of them. Yeah, it's that's what Jesus. It's the snowman. That's what. Yep. That's me. I feel a lot. Yep. That, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Oh, I yeah. feel you. All right. So when I was listening to the latest episode, and I meant to while we were talking, pull up. Do you remember the name of it? You you. Know. Which one? The last episode you recorded. Oh, oh, oh talking about the F, about SOPs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. SOPs. Build, document, and share the wealth. So we won't mm-hmm. spend too too much time on it, but yeah. at the same time, I love this kind of stuff. I wrote down that I was completely like, completely nerding out while you were talking about it. I'm a huge <laughs> documentation girl. I love doing that. We used to write them at, a, at the company that Rachel and I worked at mm-hmm. before they kind of closed down here. Yeah. Um, I love documentation. I love standard operating procedures. I love MMPs, which is method and procedures. I love, you know what I'm saying? I love all that kind of stuff because like you said, and I told this to my current boss, I was like, we have to have documentation on how to do certain processes. I said, because if you don't, I said, what if all of us hit the lottery tomorrow? And we say, bye, we out. You need a document that's going to tell somebody who's just coming off the street how to balance this report or how to do this. You know what I mean? And it can't be like you said. And I I appreciated your story about the peanut butter and jelly because that's something that I use all the time with people that I used to work with or bring in on like uh, my team. So um, when I was a vendor manager and eventually it got to like an offshore vendor manager or whatever, right? Um, I had two people working with me at the end, toward the end. Um, And I always was very particular. Now I'm sure I came off as anal and a jerk or whatever too. I'm sure I did. You did not to me because I love order, but I'm sure I did because I was very meticulous. So like you said in peanut butter and jelly, what do you do? Well, you can't just say, well, you put, you know, take the peanut butter jelly. No, no, what you do is you get you a piece of uh, paper towel, you put it down. You get this bread, you put it down. You get this knife, you do this. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So when you was going through that, I was just like, yes. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Process maps. Um, I love all of that stuff. I was never really good at Vizio. I hadn't really gotten really good at it and I'd love to learn. Um, And honestly, that is the kind of work that I think I thrive in. So, you know, that's something that's on the horizon, I guess, you know, depending on opportunities. So, but yeah, I, I just, I just love that whole episode. I really appreciate that. You made oh, me no. feel normal, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. I, like I told you, like I always say, I'm a big nerd as it is. But also, I like I like, I like procedure. I like the process. And I said, and I always tell people, I like the process not just for myself, but for the next person coming. And right. as you said, anybody can hit the lottery, then guess what? They're gone. No. Then what? Yep. But it's, a, it's just the purpose of, when you look at people, like a lot of times, we stop documenting stuff now. We stopped at, I mean, just as a people, we stopped, we stopped documenting. Yeah. And you have no idea how this person got to where. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's my big thing. I said, for work, 
it's work is a necessity. You need for it for work. But people see it as mostly as a work, as a work thing. In which it also could be a life thing as well, because I can easily ask somebody, how did you do that? Right. They can't tell me. Well, I did this, I did this. Okay. And once and I remember I remember asking the person, I remember breaking it down. They said, you know something, I've never went that much detail to, to tell somebody how to do something. I said, you know why? Because it's the point of you need to know, you need to know what's what's the purpose, the tools, to, what tools do I need to be great? Right. What do I need to be great? And what's the process after I gave these get these tools? How can I, how am I to utilize them in this whole process? Right. And that's with life as well. And so a lot of times when I look at it to the point, I mean, even at work, I, I make these. And I and, and I made my I made my boss um completely angry at me because I got I got um like I you said, Andre what oh because like I said I'm anal I'm anal okay. and just and I'm anal compared to other people I'm anal mm-hmm. like you but mm-hmm. this there must be a process so right. I give you I give you a story so I'm on a I got put I'm on a team of, of one me but yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to handle the globe. So I got put on a U.S. team to just kind of practice and kind of just see what they're doing wrong, right? Mm. So basically, I was a guinea pig. That's that's how that's how I see. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm like I'm a, I'm a guinea pig, and I said, and so did they live my ramp up plan? They call it a ramp up plan because I work for Amazon. Yeah. I work over Amazon corporate. So mm-hmm. and everybody's on the West Coast, and I said, hey, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah, because they were the person was saying. Because I have this, this weekly meeting and say, okay, well, Dre was slow on this. Dre didn't know how to do this. Dre didn't know how to do this. And so I finally said, where's the SOP for this? Right. Where's the documentation? <laughs> how do I know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Where Where is everything located? What's looking in this file? Okay, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to pull this file up. You tell me where this SOP is at. Mm-hmm. I made this lady look completely dumb. I had to. Yeah. Because yeah. I said... Everything because this, this person who started the program, mm-hmm. but everything is in her yep. head. Yep. So I'm like, if you're gonna teach somebody from scratch how to do it, there should be a training plan. There should there should be SOPs that are viable to what that person is doing, and there should be a, a level of progression. You don't just throw somebody in there and just give it out to them and expect them to read your mind of how you want things to be written. That's it. It doesn't work that way. That's it. And right. and now I got them writing a plan because I was a guinea pig for it. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, and this is how it needs to be done. But also, even in life, like for example, like Mills, if I'm to ask you, mm-hmm. how do you do what you do? How do I, how do, tell me the process of being a vendor manager. What do, what do I need to study? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. What expertise I need? And mm-hmm. that can be broken down. Exactly. Yeah. And if you knew, as I say, if it's documented, you could just give somebody, huh, here you go, share the wealth. Yeah. That's, that's true. It. Well, I wrote the documentation on vendor management for that oh, company. Got it. That's real. But <laughs> if you if you were to actually ask me that question, and I actually wrote down something like this because I it was when you asked me about how to start a podcast, or really when you asked me about how to get the audio from from Zoom, right? Yeah, yeah. And so so first with the vendor manager thing, that would be impossible. Even just to sit down and say, okay, you know, this is what it is. 
I could give you the documentation, but I always felt like the vendor manager position was something so broad that documenting everything was almost impossible, but then it really wasn't. Um, it really wasn't, <laughs> now that I think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but back to this, This you asked me the question, you asked me the last time I saw you in Best Buy, you were like, hey, you know, you record in Zoom. How do you get the audio, you know, you record, you know, I know that I did not give you the proper direction because I was not in position to give you the proper direction. However, I I knew that I was going to talk to you again. And I was like, well, I have to tell him that, you know, it does this automatically, does all of these things. Then I take it and I do this to it. And then I move it to Audacity, yes. which is a lot of steps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that would be a part of the my my podcasting process would have to include that once we're done recording. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I appreciate so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just, I knew that I was like, nah, I didn't give him good enough direction on that. <laughs> I said, so I just have to talk to him about that again. <laughs> no, you, you know what I mean? And it wasn't, and it's not because I expected you not to get it, what the way that I said it, it was because I knew that if I asked the question, I'd want somebody to say, hey, this is what you need to do first. Then once you do this, then you have to do this. And then you come over here and do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I didn't give it to you the way that you should have gotten it. That's my bad. Okay. Oh, no, you, you can. You, you can. No, I, no, I was going to say, I'm, yeah. a, I'm appreciative of every of everything. So now I really do appreciate you to even tell me. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, that's the thing about it. And so, and I really do, I really do appreciate that. So. But it's like what you said about the tribal. I call it tribal knowledge. It's the, yeah. the knowledge of the, the original tribe, right? And yeah. they don't want to. They, they don't want to write it down because if they write it down, somehow that means that they have to think about why they're doing the processes they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then comes change, which they don't like. And then Ooh. comes, you know, and then nice. comes this process of, well, what do you do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you needed? Can we move you? You see, you see, see. People start asking questions when you start yeah. putting stuff on paper, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I just, I just love all of that kind of stuff. Honestly, I just do. So that tribal knowledge they keep, and then they give it to you, like they, they force feed it to you, or they yeah. piecemeal it to you. You know, oh well, you can yeah. do this. You know, and I have a good friend who's going through that still. She's been in the the role for about a year or two now and then they're still like oh well yeah wait didn't you know you could do this well of course i didn't where where's the documentation when did you tell me this when's the training you know so exactly. um yeah so yeah that's uh, it's like you said it's more it's more for professional but it's a hundred percent uh translatable to life because mm -hmm. like you said you can you can sit and do a process on just about anything in the house laundry okay washing the dishes you know grocery shopping you know what i'm saying all of these things you know you can do a process on anything and i think that is that's a little nerdy for some for, for, some. Some, for some it might be a little extreme for some but like, me i, I don't mind yeah, I, I appreciate like it yeah i, I do it's yeah, and, I, and like I said, and it's one thing that um, I did for my son. I made him, um, but basically, since he can read now, I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, yeah, I got something for you. Uh -huh. So now I made a procedure to listen to me that he has to do for me every day. Okay. And and it's something that basically, remember I said, I used to say it's a tribal knowledge, but mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm enabling him to, for him to get rep, yeah. just to understand and know something to do every single day to the point that he doesn't have to worry about it. Right. He, right. His job is to tell me Every day when he gets home at four, well, at four thirty, 
um, tell me, well, four, four o'clock, four thirty, depending on when, when he's not doing done with his homework. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the market's closed at. That is his role. Ah, nice. So he said, "So, Daddy, how do I do that?" I said, "Write this down." Right. And, and, and he wrote he wrote it down. So I said, and I, and I, "I made a I made it um, I made the directions kind of like mis, misleading a little bit just to see mm-hmm. if he catch it." Right. And so he did it the other day. He said, "Daddy, that wasn't the right directions." I said, "What is it missing? You didn't tell me where to go." At. Mm-hmm. I said, "Exactly." Right. So where so where should you go? He said, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the Alexa." I said, "Okay." He's oh he's oh wait daddy I could actually ask Siri also so it makes him think more yeah so that so that's what I said that's that's what he said well I think about how processes work mm-hmm. it's for it's for life you can make it more and also it makes you it makes you think more too yeah so yeah that's my that's my nerdiness hopefully I pass it down to him I think that's dope I think yeah. that's dope because not only is it teaching him like uh, to be responsible for something at a certain time so just mm-hmm. responsibility but then it's looking at this what you're actually asking him to look at is important and yeah. even he might not get it right now but he'll get it he'll get it you know, so that's yeah. awesome yeah exactly exactly i, I try. try high five air high five my man yeah, that's right. it i like that <laughs> that's dope so i i think that's all for my notes yeah. outside of outside of my favorite thing the fear nothing live forever i love that um and I thought that was a great episode. I, I think I listened to, I'm missing two. There's two in between that I haven't listened to, but I did want to hear this one before we talked. And then I was so excited because it was a toss up between this one and the one before it. And then I saw SOP and I was like, okay, let me see what you about to say about my SOPs right quick, you know? You know, I like SOP. Uh, but yeah. Did you feel the nerd? Did you, did you feel the nerdness? I did. I did. I felt it. I felt it. It was really dope. I loved it. So glad. I'm thank you. I'm so so glad about that. Good, no, but yes, I, I say if you get if you get a chance, um, mm-hmm. um, the one I want you to listen to is called "These Are the Breaks." Okay, is that a podcast? Some, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's it's the one right 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 before um as the SOPs is called "These Are the Breaks." Ah, yes. Okay, I see it. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So definitely get a chance to listen to that one. Okay, because that one talks so much about mm-hmm. stress and and about our. Um, our mental cap- our, our mental capacity just drying out. That's why I call them the breaks. Yeah. I've watched people break down mm-hmm. in my in my old line of work because we're on twenty four seven. Right. In my, in my old job, so basically, no matter what no matter what happens, you have to if you have to fly, you go, you're gone. If somebody comes in, if the president comes in, I've I've met I've met Trump before. I've met I've met Melania because they came in at one a.m. Mm. Guess we have to get up. Mm, mm, so yeah, mm. and I'm saying it's the mental stress that we have within our jobs that affects us on the outside. So that, yeah, give, yeah, listen to listen to these other breaks. That's I will, a, I will definitely listen to that one. I will go back to that. Um, yeah. And as a matter of fact, that's the only one I haven't listened to, based yeah. off of what Spotify says. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, okay, I'll I'll take a listen to that when it was a mm-hmm. toss up between the two. Um, <laughs> good, good, very good. Now you know we got to talk Lovecraft. Okay? Oh yeah. So. You know, boss lady, sorry, boss lady, <laughs> but my boss at uh, at my main job, okay, uh, she she watched all of the episodes and was just like, Meh. and I just that, that, that was it. That was, <laughs> that was it. That was it. Right? That was it. She oh. said that she could have gotten all her time back if she could. She would get all her time back. She did enjoy Watchmen, though. 
And you know, yeah. I don't know if you watched. So I watched mm-hmm. Watchmen two at the beginning of the year, or yeah. and whenever it came out. And yeah. then Lovecraft. I was a little late to Lovecraft. I think I was about three or four episodes in, or they had put about three episodes out by the time I even watched it because I had seen people posting about it. But I was like, I, I can't be bothered with this right now, right? Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then. I watched, I binged the first three because the people kept going on about episode three, which is a great episode. Yeah, That's so, the yeah. one, yeah, where Letty uh, cast out the, uh, the, the spirits. Mm-hmm. We see the story of the missing black people who have been experimented on. The cops are in cahoots with the police and yeah. you know, with the doctors and all this <laughs> stuff. So it was a good episode and it, it was all over my twitter feed oh episode three is the best episode you know blah blah, blah. and i was like okay you know <laughs> cool and um i didn't i don't think i watched it again still until episode four because i remember watching ruby's episode and being like well i like ruby better than i like you know <laughs> Maddie, right? yeah. but no um but yeah i don't know i, I don't she's she's not excited about a lovecraft season two She's mad that Watchmen isn't coming back for season two. I mean, I was mad about it too a few months back, but mm-hmm. I mean, once you get past it, you get past it, you know. Yeah. Um, but so which so so quickly, which which two would you so which one would you prefer, Watchmen or Lovecraft? Ooh, that that is a tough tough one. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you so. As a, as a nerd that I am, okay, okay, I've I've actually read a lot of the Watchmen, um, um, mm. what they what they call them, graphic novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so I read the originals. So I read the originals, and like I said, to me, the original movie was done good. Mm. It was it was done good, but the way that they did Watchmen, you know, now with, with uh, Regina King, right? Yep, yep. It it was marvelous. How they set it back to Tulsa and how it went. I said, "Oh, this is just this yep. is amazing." And how they made Mr. Manhattan, like my, my uh, I, I do not know his name. My guy, he was um in Aquaman. He was Black Mantis. What's his name? Black Mantis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. know his name either, but yes, yes. Yeah, how, yes. How, how, he, he was Mr. Manhattan. Yes. That hands down was amazing. I mean, that was amazing. But I'm not gonna lie, Lovecraft grabbed something. It kept me on at the end of my seat because gotcha. there are so many little tidbits and just Easter eggs in Lovecraft that make you want to rewatch those episodes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, like I, I'm honestly say when they went back to Tulsa, yeah, and Lovecraft, yeah, that the watching just the, the history of Montrose, yeah. And, and and I, I listen and I listen I listen to your to your to your to your mm-hmm. name, name, you all yeah. hit it you hit on the head yeah. that right there Lovecraft is my is my I gotta get Lovecraft slightly edge over Watchmen even though Regina King carried that that show yeah she did like I'm surprised she didn't get another show did she get an award for that for she that? got tons of nominations nominations and tons of awards too I'm not sure okay. if it's come out yet but. I think she not like 27 awards. The show was nominated like 27 different times, and so she she got high marks too. She deserved absolutely. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. Lovecraft is better because <laughs> because you know Lovecraft had okay. So with Watchmen, there was some fear in there because it's like oh weird things are happening. The weird episode with the shiny face guy, 
who you know the girl and then the big you know the big attack that happened yeah. you know in new york mm. but lovecraft just gave straight horror you know and i think yeah. that was different too because we typically don't see black people survive too many horror situations okay yeah so uh which was a big deal for get out right we were in oh. us right so we're excited that we could make it to the end of the movie and, and make it right <laughs> um but it, it like you said it touched on so many different things it touched on all of the issues and you were in 1955 so we've got tons of issues to touch on you know what i mean um for me after watching all of the episodes about 600 times um <laughs> it's still the hippolyta episode for me that's still the best one really for me. oh then, yeah and then the and then the um the eighth episode which is the d episode with the it's two okay. girls okay <sighs> i'm not even gonna get to them <laughs> those those two girls were yeah. amazing yeah i mean i sat and i watched it and i just kept saying i'm like i'm actually scared yeah i was I concerned said, yeah, yeah I was I concerned. Said, what <laughs> and i mean yeah and just to, just to watch d because you because like we see d as this person who is the, who is just so strong there's really no fear in her at all. Right. Until that. And would you really, really say that she was scared? Well, you know, what I would say is I would take what you just said and flip it. Mm -hmm. Initially, I thought she was just some kid, you know? Right. Her dad just died, so she's a little little weak right now because mm -hmm. she's, she's emotional about that still. She just lost her best friend, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, mom's gone too, don't forget that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when she when she's Topsy and Bobsy are following her, I kind of feel like she makes her mind up. Okay, you know what? I don't have time to be a kid right now. I got to get my life together because they're yeah. trying to get me, you know? And I think we saw her become a little more strong toward the end, which is, I think for me, the highlight was when, you know, she was riding her bike and she was trying to get past them and she screamed and she did all that and kind yeah. of moved past them. And then she came up with that plan. Okay, let me go to this garage. Let me make, you know? So mm -hmm. I think we saw that, but then just like clockwork, they regressed her right back when she came back in the last episode to me um, mm -hmm. with her being so emotional and upset about the arm, even though obviously she's like a kid. So clearly she would mm -hmm. be, but I don't know. I think it's because I've seen so much in the show that I'm aware that her arm could be remedied just fine. Yeah. It's magic, right? Or, you know, mm -hmm. and your mom is a genius at this point now. She's just yeah. traveling all over. Um, but it's still the Hippolyta thing for me. And I think I'm in a group on Facebook and they were talking about how the season finale was, um, it left a little to be desired, right? And yeah. I simply said, it was a perfectly fine episode. It just had episode seven, eight, and nine that led up to it. And episode nine was that Tulsa episode. And mm -hmm. you couldn't do much better than that. You couldn't yeah. do much better than that because no. it was just, it was good on so many different levels. It was emotional. It, it was happy when they were in the car and they had that little wholesome family, you know, situation. You know, we were excited about, um, you know, all of these things that happened. But that Tulsa thing was... <laughs> Yeah. Intense, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, yo, you're not lying because yeah. it's it's the and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to, to the D episode because you're right about that. She and one thing that I liked about it is that how they tie history in. Yeah. And how they tie history and for her friend to die. And this is the thing about like I said, you're right. Her mom like her mom went missing, her father just passed. 
But her friend was not only did he die, he was he was basically just, I mean, it's Emmett Till. It was that. That right there would take a toll on any other child. But look at her, that was her strength. I mean, she, I mean, she had no no more emotion, like everything was gone. But it's like, you would see her as just blank. So when you, when you saw Topsy Bops, when you saw her, I saw fear for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. scared. It's yeah. a shock. That right there, that fear mm-hmm. is what I said, oh, she's back human now. She's back. She's, she's back now. But then she took that fear and made it and made it her own and, and was able to try to find a way to save herself. Because yeah. nobody wasn't going to save her. And she realized that. She knew that. <laughs> so that right there is the truth. So you're right about that. I mean, she she's a true pivotal person in the show. And I'm hoping on, on, in the second season, we get, we, get, we get to see more, more of her. Yes, you can see more of her. And and also, even look even looking at the um hip lot episode. Mm-hmm. Hip lot episode when she when she went to uh, was it was a what was the lady called mother? Who was yes. the um yeah that was supposed to be the mother, yeah. That was yeah, her mother. Name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh and it's like it's that it's like when I saw her, I'm like, this is who hip is supposed to be. Yes, yes. I'm like, that's who you yes. are. Yeah. That's who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Because even then, she put all her things aside to let her husband do what he needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I respect yeah. that, but then I, it hurts me at the same time because I, it, yeah. should be, it should never be that way. I agree. It should never be that way. I agree. But, but it's like she waited so long for this and she got more than what she deserved. I mean, she, not, not, no, she deserved it all. Excuse me. She got more than what she could handle. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's she, right. She yeah. got more than what she can handle. Not only are you just an astronomer, no, you are. You have been through numerous dimensions, galaxies. Yeah. You are the smartest person in, on Earth. You the Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not the smartest person on Earth. Yeah. You just had to wait. You just had to take that time. You just had to yeah. wait for it. And, and it's also it's one of the things that you say that as long as you do what's what's right, it'll come. It, it, it'll come. Yeah. It, it'll it'll come. And I think just for her having that knowledge and her having to go through that to find out who she really is mm-hmm. it made it made up it made up for, for so much stuff and yeah. and like i said we see montrose in the part of the um in the toast episode that, that was a big focus mm-hmm. and, and and he got to see that it was actually his son who saved him yeah which is which is crazy 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 right which crazy. crazy but um, but it's but it's more so of, of Letty's conversation with the with the, um his um great great grandmother. Oh yeah, that, that was really good. That was good. That's the part yeah. that I think finally Letty felt she was invincible. Yeah, yeah. She she because she had to she had to hear that she had to um know know who know who she was again. Mm-hmm. She had to kind of kind of get that that courage back. And 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 just like for the great grandmother to hold her hand and say, "Okay, I know that this is going to happen to me. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it happen. Don't say this is what's supposed to happen." Right. Which That's reminds cool. me. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. But it reminds me. I don't know that you've ever watched the um, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Yes. yes okay. Yes, Great. Yeah. So in season two, they're back in the 60s, right? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Diego's trying so hard to save Kennedy. And it's like, no, you idiot. He has to die. Like, this, you know, this time thing works differently. You can't be a hero here. 
this has to happen yeah. so that the rest of the world can remain, you know, so we don't have to put out another war that's going to happen in another 10 years that never even happened before, right? Exactly. So I agree with you. That was hard to, to watch, that part with her burning up and Letty having to watch it. And when she was watching it and she was crying, I don't know if you saw little itty bitty journey from like Eve's Bayou, but I just saw her oh, little face and I was just like, oh, Letty, it's going to be okay. You know, but I was like, it's not though, because she's burning up, but I mean, you're going to be okay. So I just, I just loved it. I loved that episode. Um, I loved the, the opera that they wrote. Mm -hmm for her when she was walking down the street and they were yeah, dropping bombs on bombs her on, Yeah, that was great, yeah. Yeah, I love that while she was doing this, Montrose was talking and giving a name to everybody that owned businesses mm -hmm. on the street and stuff. That was heavy to me because we hear about this stuff all the time, but we don't know names, right? We don't know yeah. Edward Kennedy who, you know, was a podiatrist, you know, we don't yeah. know about his story. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't documented. That's the thing. It was not documented. Not documented. It's Precisely. A, see, yeah, see? that's the thing. They're like, let's say if we could document, our, and, and, I, and I always tell people this. I said, it's it's a reason why a lot of stories in ancient times were just fake, like just given word word to mouth, word right. to mouth, and just heard. I said, okay, but for those as in like Africa, we wrote our stuff down. Yeah. Asia, they wrote their stuff down. Mm -hmm. Nowhere else in the world actually wrote wrote stuff now, but it's the but that's the stuff that is the majority now. Right. The stuff that is more so of fable, more so of of myth. I said. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> I said. It. I'm like, but yeah. this was written down though. How can you deny what's written? Right. How can you deny what is written in truth from people who experienced it, people who've done it, yeah. and not, and and, don't, and not give them the credit? Yeah, people can say, yeah, we, we were explorers. No, you was not first explorers. It's tell, it, they tell you in, in their writing that they have explored. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have, to me, I said, we have gotten away from our documentation of, of us now. Yeah. And luckily that we have internet, we have this stuff, but hopefully this, these servers last for a million years, but we need to document our, our, our history because this is right, we're even really, right now where we're living, <laughs> it's history, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're right because when I think about growing up, we had this huge photo album, maybe two. We had two photo albums. And my mom and dad had pictures of me when I was a little baby. They had pictures of themselves when they were young. You know, all of these things, which was normal until a certain time when it just wasn't normal anymore. Like cell phones, picture phones, you know, things like that started happening. Then you could upload your stuff to Facebook. So now that it's there forever, right? So. Yeah you're right we did stop documenting and in a way we document way too much you know yeah, we don't document true. the things that are important we just yeah. document shenanigans right <laughs> <laughs> and then unfortunately by us documenting shenanigans that then turns into history history yeah. right and now our history is shenanigans instead yeah. of you know good stuff or non-shenanigans yeah. so it's just we're we're doomed but at the same time um if people have an idea of how to do better, we could do better individually. No, um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> true. Very, very, very true. You know, that. so yeah. it's just crazy to me. Um, but that's that's pretty much all I had. I mean, listen, we can do this whenever you want. 
Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. De- definitely. I, I, you know, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. And um, I, I think that one, uh, my next podcast I'm, I'm gonna talk about mm-hmm. is more so of um, there's a there's one of my favorite books. Even when I'm on <laughs> when I when I'm on Twitter, mm-hmm. the author always responds to me. It's hilarious. He always he always responds to me okay. whenever I give I, I mention his book to somebody, mm-hmm. and, and he'll say he's like yeah he's like, I think it's a good read too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Come on, for real. Yeah. So and, and so he sent me like a message. He said, he said, hey, he said, hey, I see that you really do appreciate the book. I've seen your t- your name a couple of times on my timeline. He said, thank you. Yeah. And and one of, and um the book the book's called the ten percent entrepreneur. Okay, ten the ten percent entrepreneur. Ten percent entrepreneur. Okay. And, and the crazy thing about it is that because because you talked about when you talked about the Jeezy um Gucci. Mm-hmm. Um, um, versus you said about how everybody trying to get different types, different different ways of, of cash streams. Mm-hmm. We all we need that now. That is mm-hmm. a necessity. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it, it's a, it's called the Tipperton Entrepreneur by Patrick McGinnis. So definitely, I'm looking I, yeah, I have a I have a copy of the book. It's it is truly one of the most phenomenal books I've, I've read. It's a very easy read. It is, and it honestly tells you that you don't have to truly jump into being an entrepreneur. Just Give ten percent of your time, and you you'd be surprised that ten percent of your time could turn to ninety, right? If, it, if it's that well, and and that's one thing that I want to um, try to talk to people, on, especially these time of days, that we need multiple we need multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. We do. I mean, yeah. working that single job is hard. I mean, yes, I mean it can get you through the day, but and I, I say one of the best things I learned from while we're looking at reading Warren Buffett's um, autobiography mm-hmm. is that he said he said only way you make money is in your sleep. You know, I recently saw that someplace. Really? That's, yeah. that's, from, that's from Warren Buffett. He said, the only way you make money is through your sleep. He said, if you can make money sleeping, yeah. then you're making money. You're right. And he's right. Yeah. And he said, he's a doubtless. He said, as a kid, and the one thing that I do, um, I read about him a lot because I, I, like, I like, I respect his hustle. Mm-hmm. Because I said, if you ever know anything about Warren Buffett, how he started, yes, his, his, I think his father was a governor or a mayor or something like that. His father was in political politics, right? Mm-hmm. But he's always had to go to his father's office and he had nothing to read as a kid. He would read financial books. Man. As a kid, because he had nothing else to read. And he started selling stocks door to door at like nine wow. years old. See? Just trying to see, so, hey, I, hey, I, I read about this. So I'm, I'm going to see what, if I could do it. Yep. That's, that's how his hustle started. And I'm like, I got I to gotta respect that as a 10 year old. Yeah. I gotta respect that. I say, and this man is now well, probably fifth. I think he's probably maybe fourth or fifth richest man on earth. Yeah, Berkshire Hathaway. So, and it's one thing that, and he's and it's, he's even said that he never thought this would be his full time stuff. He never thought about it. And this is what, and this is the one thing I said. Okay. I said, you'd be surprised. Yeah. How many people like like you doing something just ten percent of your time may end up. Being, being huge. I mean, just like um, the lady uh, in Atlanta who um, does the, you ever heard of the Slutty Vegan? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Her. She didn't expect that. She, she didn't expect that at all. I bet she didn't. And boom. Yeah. yeah. So it, I bet she didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing about it. It's like you don't, you really don't know, don't know until you try. So I would tell people whatever your hustle is, whatever you, you do, whatever your idea is, yeah, go do it. And, that, yeah. and that's where my that's where my topic comes from. Fear, fear nothing, live forever. Because yeah, what is there to be scared of? Go do it. True. That's Go how I started it. this podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I kept saying, "Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it." You know, all of these things. And then I said to myself, similar to what you said in your episode, "Okay, Jamila, you say you want to do this, but what steps are you taking to make sure that you can get it done?" 
I was like, well, first you need a microphone because you don't have one of those. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I got it together. I think it was around Christmas time last year, this time. Well, this is 2020. So it was 2018 Christmas time. So I got it together. Then I started in January, 2019. And so I didn't know everything at first. Um, I had a good grasp of editing, so I, I wasn't worried about that. Um, I, but the rest, I had no idea what I was doing, right? So I just kind of winged it until it became clear. Yeah. Um, and then that's when I started doing things like, okay, now let's try to make it a little more complex. So let's try to do like a, a, a group interview type thing, you know, yeah. it's where I have multiple audio I can deal with and man manipulate. So yeah, I you know, you're right. I mean, it, you have to just do it. I think that's how Rachel started her business with the, you know, wax melts and such. You got to get you some too. Um, oh, nice. You got to get some. Um, but you know, she just, she just, she wanted to do certain things and whatever isn't aligning. But what she always came back to was something that she really, really loved. And then she just got it, got it going. And, and then, like you said, it's different steps. You know, business license figure out how you're going to do this, you know, mm -hmm. all of these things, and then start. How do you make the wax? How how do you let it sit? How do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of those things. So I I agree. I agree. Yes. We have to have that. It's important. It's important. Exactly. And even, even and now one thing in the book is saying that mm -hmm. you know you don't even have to be the the typical type of entrepreneur, there's, there's, there's different ways mm -hmm. because you can just be a consultant for a, for an for a, for a place. Yeah, and just say that hey, I'm just here. I'm here to help you out on certain answers. And you could be, and your ten percent could be a consultant to like multiple places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They say, or you could be an, an angel investor. I mean, I ain't got no money to be an angel investor. <laughs> That's the end of it. I ain't got no money like that. But hey. yeah, I mean, it's things that you can. It's, it's different things that you can do. So, yeah. but no, it's, it's more so about the hustle. Just and that's one of the things. And like Jesus said, you got to trust the process. Process, huh? That's what they keep saying. That's what they said in Philly. That's what they said in Philly with the 76ers. Trust the process. We're going to see if they can still trust it after this year. We're going to see. Um, two things. You said earlier that LeBron was no Michael Jordan. LeBron is no Kobe Bean Bryant either. You see? Woo! Let's just keep it funky. You're you, you taking, you taking, okay? you taking me there. You're taking me there now. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, Kobe. I was saying, also people, I said, there's, there's five most dominant players of all time in my okay. house. Five most dominant. All right. And the most, the number one most dominant player of all time is Shaq. I don't care what anybody has to say. Who can stop Shaq when he was young? What the Wilt? Wilt was still mm -mm, mm -mm, shut him down, mm -mm. blocking Shaq, everything. Mm -mm. <laughs> Shaq was Shaq was about tallest Wilt. But almost seventy pounds heavier of just muscle when he was. Shaq yeah. was the most dominant no, force I, like I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaq is the most dominant force. I said. I agree. Now, I said, didn't to me you have him, you have Jordan, and you have Kobe, then you have LeBron. Mm -hmm. Because what what Jordan fall through, like only like watching them Knicks, the Oakley with, with Charles Oakley, that was like basically that was boxing. Watching it with the bad boy Pistons, Oof. that was boxing. Yeah, that yeah. was that was fights. Larry Bird, that was boxing. Yeah, yeah. That, and then dealing with Celtics, that was that was pain. Yeah, and see, even the Lakers, yeah, with Magic oh, yeah, in the them, Magic, the Kareem, Jank, yeah. yeah, those were battles. Yeah. You can't fight through. You had to fight through those. That's a whole different era. That's a whole different era. Watching Kobe, Kobe came in there right in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. I said he came in there with the Shaq, and he came from high school. Yeah. To be that dominant, the only person that was as dominant from high school, I think, was it was it Moses Malone? High school? Mm, I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, because to come, to come straight out of high school to become to, to that, that took heart. That took yeah. that, and you had to believe that you were dominant. Kobe went and scored eighty something points with somebody. That ain't right. That's not right at all. I just saw that meme the other day, and <laughs> it was a picture of all of the guys that he scored, you know, um, at least 40 points on. Yeah. And on Jalen Rose's face, they had two smiles because he scored yeah. 81 on him. <laughs> it was so funny, disrespectful, but funny. It is, it is. Um, but yeah. yeah it's, it's Kobe. Yeah, I mean, Kobe, like I said. And what I see as, as dominant when I say LeBron is because of his size. Yeah. He, yeah. he is a linebacker coming through the hole. Yeah. yeah. That's all he, he's a linebacker coming through the hole. But it's to the point is that not only is he, to me, he's a part of one dimensional in the sense. Mm-hmm. He can ball. I mean, he's a, he's a he's like a, a big Magic Johnson. And the reason I can't say that because I've seen Magic already. Magic was a 6'9 guard. Yeah. That's what LeBron is, but just bigger and more muscular. Yeah. I, I've already seen that before. So it's not nothing new to me. So he so he could be dominant, but yeah. he's not the most dominant. Like so what Kobe does, what Kobe did to people. What was it? Was Demoralize it? Yeah. Just like Jordan. Yeah, he was Jordan 2.0. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it was. The game, everything. Karen, I mean, just his whole persona yeah. was chilling on the court. Yeah. Was chilling. That right there is dominant. So that's why I say, yeah, you right. Kobe, oh yeah. Oh man. yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, that's hey, my man, fifty grand. I, I know you. I know you called me, fam. I know you. I was waiting for the staff. I knew it was coming. That's I said, like, no, no, wait, wait. I said, no, yeah, you're right. I did, you, you know, because even when LeBron had came in the league, right? I wasn't following basketball, but I was following it, but I wasn't following. Mm-hmm. So LeBron came in the league, and it was just like at the time, Kobe was the man. Like he was yeah. the man, that's and so. And so he comes in and they're like, oh, he's about to be the next Michael Jordan. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, he has to win a few championships first. And then he's got to get to five to to pass Kobe. I said, then he can get six to match MJ. And then maybe, maybe, but I digress. So I've had this attitude for a while now. Um, And that was long before I loved Kobe because see, I didn't always love Kobe or Shaq or the Lakers, right? I wasn't a basketball girl. so. Um, that my love for the Lakers and Kobe specifically came from the 2008 season mm-hmm. when remember when uh, Boston went and put together their big three oh, Kevin yeah. Garnett, oh, yeah. uh, Ray Allen, together. and Paul Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, and with a very young young Rondo, Rondo, yes, right. Yeah. So I was like, I was working at Verizon Wireless at the time mm-hmm. overnights. Uh, customer service, right? Easy shit, easy shit. Crazy people call it night, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and I remember talking to my supervisor, Ernie, and I was like, they just bought a whole championship. It doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, well, we'll see if Kobe can do something with them, right? So they went, and then Kobe didn't beat them that year. And then Kobe wanted a trade. Remember? He wanted to be traded to the Pretty Clippers. Good. To the Clippers of all, all places. Yeah, I remember this right? now. Y'all, you bring it back now. I remember yeah. that. And I remember thinking, because again, I wasn't following basketball, but I was kind of following. And I remember thinking, normally when I see Kobe on the screen, I'm like, this guy, what the hell? You know? But when I saw he wanted to trade, I said, hmm, 
I said, why would he want to trade? I said, that's so strange. I said, he's been there for all these years. I said, why would he want to trade? And I'd be damned if they didn't get back to the, the playoffs and then get back to the finals that next mm-hmm. year. And then that's when they won the, yep. the, the, the first of two finals, mm-hmm. which they should have had three-peat. But then by the time that third year came, it was done. Yeah. Dwight Howard was there yeah, first yeah, time yeah, around. Sure. Yeah, it, it, was sure. the, yeah. it was a disaster. So, you know, so that's when I fell in love with Kobe. And remember, they had like some kind of document. What am I trying to say? Documentary? Death with Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. I can't take that. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah, they had it like it was called the Association on ESPN, and it was like a behind the scenes of what was going on that season. And they was oh, following the Lakers and Kobe, and I just saw how he just worked. He just worked, and I and I as a Virgo and a orders person, right? SOP person, I can respect the work more so than the end result because to me the end result is going to come if you do the work yeah. you know what i mean now if the end result doesn't come and you did this work then that's a different in that end result wasn't what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be this that's the way i think about it no 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 you're right you're right i mean that's one thing about kobe and they will anybody will tell you is that his work ethic was insane yeah. Even Jordan, that's Jordan. How many times he, he called Jordan and I'm yeah. trying Jordan hung up on him until he finally answered the yeah. phone and worked out with him. I mean, it's one of those things that you look at somebody's work ethic of, of who wants to be great. Right. And he said, if you want to be great, you, ha- you have to work for it. And Kofi is one of the most hardest working people I've ever seen. Like I said, I said, I like, I love Shaq. Shaq was just big. Shaq was natural talent. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't work and he will tell you, if he would have worked hard enough, he could have been in the league a lot, a lot longer. And a lot Kobe more told him that if he would have had just ten percent of him in him, he could have mm-hmm. been ten times better than what he was. Yeah. And it's okay, because to me, Shaq served served the purpose that he served. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not not in just Laker world, right? But his life, right? Yeah. So when I look at Shaq right now, I was walk I was walking in Best Buy the other night doing some work, and I walked past the gen- the the Epson Inc. And it's Shaq's big Shaq, thing. Yeah. selling ink. And I'm just like, I was just like, that damn Shaq. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he just don't keep getting his money. And I can appreciate that because that's what happens when you are put in position, you don't work as hard, but then you get out of that position and you realize, oh, damn, I probably should have worked a little harder. Now you kick it in overdrive in this second portion of his life. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I, I can appreciate that, too. Um, you know, Dwight Howard could have been something great. He was he was great. I'm not going to say that. He, but he, he could have been super great if he didn't have that back issue and if he wasn't such a clown. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's the clown part. I'm going to give it to like the back yeah. issue. You can hear it's a clown. He yeah. A, he, oh, man. We, yeah. and one of my buddies, he, he he's a Lisa. He's a Laker fan. He's a true, yeah. honest Laker fan. But he hates Dwight Howard with a passion. Yeah. And I had to even tell him, I said, if you look at Dwight Howard's stats, He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. If you yeah. look at his stats, he hates when I say that. I said, pull his stats. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I hate to say it, but if he doesn't get to maybe second ballot, then yeah. To Honestly. me, Dwight Howard is definitely first ballot Hall first of Famer. First ballot. He, he's so? first ballot because the first several years in Orlando hmm. kind of sealed his 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 uh to me it sealed his legacy now unfortunately he went to what a hundred thousand different teams plus yeah. back to la again and now he's gone to where i can't even know i don't even remember where i think he's going to philadelphia is now it, is yeah. he philly now? oh gosh yeah yeah the philly's philly is trying to um 
redo this experiment, but just different. So now James Harden is like, oh, if you can't get me to Brooklyn, then get me to Philly, right? So it's like, it's, I mean, it's not gonna work, right? Because none of those teams are really gonna be able to beat these teams in the West. Let's just be honest. Oh, no, no. And none of those teams, and Giannis and them included, they can't even beat the the, uh, the Miami Heat. Do you understand how close Miami Heat was to doing <laughs> something in the finals this year? That, listen, they were playing lights out, and it, if, if it wasn't because they were so tired in game seven after game seven after game seven, listen, between Miami and Denver, that, everybody that got a, a problem. That's my next team. I would say Denver is the most yeah. slept on team. People see Portland, they see Dane. I said, Denver, you don't hear nothing about them, but they have been consistent. And they will push you to every single limit that they, that they do. They need the a joker. third. The jo- joker. If they get one more person. Yeah. They get yeah. one more person. Yes. To help Jamal and Joker. It's a wrap. I think they do have that third person. I think they got Michael uh, Porter. Oh, God. He's got oh, too Porter many names. There you go. There yeah. you go. He got too many names. If he, um, they, they I think if he strong. could get that shot better, if he can keep those back spasms out of here and his health can can stay up, I think he could be that third for them. Oh, uh, if he can, because that's all that was missing. Yeah. I mean, they could have they could have run with the Lakers. They could have ran with the Lakers, but I'm not gonna lie. AD and AD and bro, AD is. They weren't playing with them boys. <laughs> AD. <laughs> AD. You saw AD sign for what five five mil? Five, I mean, five years. Five for years. One hundred and ninety-one nice. mil. Mm, that's a yeah. But LeBron with the two-year $85 million. Come That's on. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I like I'm LeBron. Like, I, I get that. I know, I know that he has a vibranium running through his veins <laughs> where he got it from. He is, I mean, he, no man to never have suffered a real true injury. That right. kept him out longer than, than, I mean, a couple of months. Man. Man. Just that oh, growing. And that, that was growing it. injury was concerning to me because I was last, not last Christmas, but two Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember watching the game and I remember thinking, all right, y'all, y'all gonna have to beat Golden State because, um, you know, this was gonna be, mm-hmm. you know, and then he went down and I was like, man. Oh, wow. Now, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. How do you feel about Clay? Listen, That's heartbroken. Two. That's two. Heartbroken because, you know, that was the issue and the concern with KD, right? Mm-hmm. When he had the calf issue, and then the calf issue morphs into the Achilles issue. Achilles, yeah. Clay didn't even have that issue on that leg. That's yes. my problem. And I, I feel horrible for the young fella because I, I personally love Clay. I got two Curry jerseys because I love Steph, but Clay is is one A, one B for me. It's not even number two. He's one. If Steph's one A, then Clay's one B because. Yeah. He's, I saw the man do 37 points in the quarter. So, yeah, that's true. God's for mercy. So, I mean, can, I just, yeah. the stroke is, is amazing. Um, the defense is on point. It's unfortunate. Yeah, and that's, and that's hard. And honestly, I want to say, and I hate to say, I'm like, he might be, he might, it might be a wrap for him. Oh, man. It might be a wrap because, like I said, you coming back from both of those now. Because I think that you're right in the sense that he might not be your three and D guy anymore. He might just mm-hmm. be your three guy. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, he might have just sit out there because what happens is that when you get an injury like that, because like I said, I've torn both my meniscuses, my knee. And the reason oh. why oh, I tore them because I favored one leg over the other while one was hurting. Mm-hmm. Now what has happened is that 
he can't favor both. Right. And both, like now it's like, that's now is a point of his, now we're not saying that he's done, like his body can heal, but his psyche, yeah. that, needs, that needs to heal first. Yeah. Because you need to be able to put that weight, put on the measures on that good leg, being able to use both of them instead of just using one as a handicap. I'm hoping that, that he gets that he gets not only that physical therapy but that mental therapy as well to get past that to get past that stuff because he's right. a he, he's a one of the I mean the best shooter to me one of the best shooters. I would say he's the best even over yeah. Steph. He's the best because he's more accurate. Accurate. Yep. That's yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I say I would say between him and Reggie, I don't know. Ooh, what about Ray? Ray was Ray was because Ray was good, but Reggie could Reggie can shoot. His Reggie release is about as quick as Clay's release. Clay and Reggie have the same, almost the same release and timing. Ray has to spot. I said, I love, I said, Ray, Ray Allen, he has to spot. He has to spot the shoot. If he yeah. spots it, oh, it's a wrap, it's going in. But coming right off the dribble, it's a, you remember Reggie really used to catch the ball off of, off of a pick and roll and just shoot a three. Legs swinging out. He might be doing a half split back he's, flip. He's terrible. He's the worst. I hate him. <laughs> uh, him and his sister. I hated both of them. And, and I just watched the episode of The Living Single where Cheryl uh, Cheryl was on there being ridiculous with Khadijah. Just, uh. just throw the whole family away. Throw the whole family away, man. But yeah, you're right. I, I won't disrespect Reggie like that, though. He yeah. he, he he was a damn good shooter. Um, yeah. I never watched or had an opportunity to watch Dell Curry shoot before, so I no, yeah, take yeah. everybody's word for it that he was great. Oh yeah, I'll tell you back back in the Charlotte days. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Dell was Dell was okay. shooting lights out. Yeah, Dell was shooting okay. lights out. Now, That's I mean, cool. history pointing was consistent back in the when they had Grandma Molly, Larry Johnson, Lonzo Morning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Old yes. Muggsy Bogues. Oh yeah, Dell. Yeah. Dell fit in there pretty good, but then he went to the Raptors. And Kendall Gill. Don't forget about Kendall. Kendall. Oh, I forgot about Kendall Gill. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about the the New Jersey Nets Kendall Gill. I, I forgot all about the I'm gone all about the, the Charlotte Hornets Kendall Gill. But I only no, remember but, that because there was a TV show on Nickelodeon called My Brother and Me, and he had a Kendall Gill poster, and it was the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> and the little boy was like, "Not my Kendall Gill poster." He just <laughs> Kendall Gill, and I was like, "Oh gosh." So yeah. Anyway, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's my, that's... <laughs> oh god, I forgot about Kendall Gill. That's the, yeah. oh man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kendall Gill, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to shout out to Lavar Ball and the dad of the Holiday Brothers for having three sons in the NBA all at one time. Signed yeah. two teams because you know the latest one got signed. The middle mm-hmm. kid, he got signed. Yeah, Jello got signed. Um, I don't follow them too closely, but at the same time, I follow them because I just find it fascinating that this this man has all these kids and they're all NBA certified, Um, just like Giannis and his brothers, because it's three of them, four of them, actually. One of them is in college, so he'll barely be in the NBA, too. So it'll be four Antetokounmpo's in the uh, NBA. (laughs) So I thought that... That's crazy, right? That's, that is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And people saying that they want uh, LeBron to basically be there at the same time Bronny is in there. I would love to see that. I mean, he's going to be old as dirt, but I mean, yeah. I would love to see that if he could come off the bench, um, either one of them. Um, yeah. It'd be great, I think. Yeah, I think the only people that who ever have done it, father son, is Ken, is Ken, Ken Griffey. Yeah. Ken, and he was on the same. He was on the same team as his dad. Mm-hmm. As he's as a Seattle Mariner. And yeah. it, I said, hey, that's something. So yeah, I remember both both of them. But I said that'll be that would be cool. That's big but 
I'm gonna tell you, there's a good. Um, I said if you look, you, you know Channing Sharp, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He had he um he has a club um, club shade podcast, and he has the Var Ball on there. The question that he asked the Var Ball, it truly, truly, oh, no. you understand this man's psyche on how okay. he did his boys and, and how and himself. You know that he, he tried out for football for the NFL. I didn't know that. Didn't know that I either. He made he, he made a team. Huh. He, made a, yeah, I mean, he made a practice card of, of, of the NFL team. He's like, I, I didn't know how to run any raps. I didn't know how to play. I just knew that I had to work hard. He said, I got to lift more than that guy. Watch this. I could do that. Mm-hmm. And, that and like that's like his mentality is that he can yeah. do everything. Yeah. And I think that's what he instilled in his boys as well. But it's a, it's a good thing to just to look at like that point of motivation, like how far that, that, that he takes his kids and I mean, and what he did with them. Yeah. So, no, and it shatters, cool. and it totally shattered that idea that black fathers are not um, good fathers, that are not mm-hmm. present fathers. You know that they leave the the woman like nah, that doesn't happen. Let me show you a few instances. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know that's just not the reality. So I appreciate, even though Levar is that uncle that you just don't need <laughs> to come over to your table at the cookout. Yeah. I still respect that man for trying to get the, his own shoe going to the oh, kid. Yeah. Listen, I I respect all of it because at the end of the day, nobody would have said anything if a white boy did this. You know what I mean? Nobody would have said this. It would have been their norm. Yep. Yeah. It had been yeah. done. Been like, oh, did you see what he did? He, he, oh, he got his own sneaker and everything. Yeah. So shout out to LeVar. Exactly. Shout out to LeVar. So. Exactly. I can't we de- wait. We definitely got to do this again. Yes, yes. This, we this Well, the season's going to start soon. You know, December the 22nd, the basketball mm-hmm. season starts. So we can do this um, all the time because I love sports. Football will be interesting around that time because the playoffs okay. will be closer. Okay. Um, and definitely. Then, yeah, I'm down. What's your, what's, your, what's your football team? I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Tampa buck? Bay. Okay. Let, let, me, let me see. Do I have it? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh. Yes, I do. I know you're an Eagles fan, sadly. No, no, no. Wait a minute, you're not? No, I'm a Ravens fan. Ravens? I'm a Ravens fan. You got to, oh, shoot. Oh, hold on, I got, I got something for you. One you second, hold on. Hold on, I got something for you. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm to get my, my, my Raven hoodie. Okay, okay, I'm not Raven hoodie. Oh, yeah, I wear this hoodie. All the time now. Why do I? Why did I think I saw you with a Eagles mask that first time I met you? Maybe I that was not. Oh, maybe oh, that no. was a Ravens mask. If I was a Ravens mask, I mean, that was blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. well, well then let's talk Tampa Bay and let's talk Baltimore. Let's talk Baltimore first. Um, <laughs> y'all just played last night. Yeah, so, yeah, we did. And I was very happy, pleased, and elated. I'm going to show you a screenshot of something that I thought was just too funny because, you know, at the end of the day, I live for when the Cowboys lose because uh, this guy, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> if you can see his face, if the huh? if the, the light will, will cooperate, yeah, this see, guy, yeah. Stephen A., cuts up all the time. I took that screenshot because that it was a video. And he was just going on and on and on. But at the end, he was like, how about them cowboys, right? And that was the face. So that's the face for me. But I will say that y'all look much better this week than y'all have the past few weeks. But again, there's been tons of issues on your team with COVID and pushing and, you know. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, it's been, 
it's been a, it's been horrible to watch, but not, not even so. Like, okay, I'm about to break this down now, and I'm, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk about Lamar. I love All Lamar. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about Lamar. Okay. I've watched Lamar has digressed in in, in a sense. No. Is that he has digressed in a sense that okay. the Lamar that I watched last season, that was like art. Just like just like that's like art. What okay. he did last season was great. He actually stood in the pocket and threw. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He ran when he had to, but when he did run, oh gosh, nobody, nobody was gonna catch him. No. He has now regressed. His, he he regresses throwing now. It's like he's throwing scared. He is. He is throwing like his footwork is more so. Because like I said, he looks at like two reads and he's gone. Mm-hmm. That hurts me as a, as a person who I played defensive end. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I, I understand that you got to keep your head on the move, but also I understand also that. His offensive tackles, they're, they've been injured. Now, they, 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 we are on our... I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I think we're on our third blind, like his his um his left side, his like his left his blind tackle. I think that's that's a rookie. And I think somebody else on, like, on, on our second string. We had to move a guard over there. So we've mm-hmm. been decimated by injuries too. So that's yeah. Real. But man, he's been scared. And but last night, yeah. he did good. He, he played did. good last night. He did. I can say that. He played good, but it's just more so that our, like, in between Ingram running, we need some, we just need some better running because that's that's how Baltimore play. We play run. And the only way that we work is through a play action. Well, that new kid, Dobbins, he, he proved to be valuable. Yes, he was. Um, and um, listen, I, you know, I'll I'll be able to better assess when they play somebody that's not Dallas because Dallas <laughs> that team is pitiful and you know it and so they were supposed to run you know wreck shot over them but I would like to see it if they come back and play the raggedy Steelers again because again y'all could have beat that game the, the Steelers, Steelers are not that good they're not they to me they're they're the most disrespectful undefeated team they're not undefeated now they lost to they lost Washington. Over. A football team. Washington beat them. Oh shoot! Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm so I'm so behind the curve on the on the games because the games came on some, so so many different times. Yep. Yep. Oh shoot! Good because they're not good. They were they were they are not that great. I'm sorry. Big. They said Big Ben should be in the MVP. No, he should not. Oh no. No, 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 no. He should not. No, no. No. Only person should be in any kind of MVP situation is just the coach of the year. Mike Tomlin's always great, um, and I appreciate him for being the first one to be like nah we ain't good enough to be beaten because you know realistically you looking down the line you like like i told you in the basketball conversation we had it doesn't matter what these fools in the east do you're not gonna be able to beat these teams in the west you know what i'm saying so it's the same thing for me if you're not if you're not lined up to beat them chiefs you're not lined up I mean, that's just that. And that goes for everybody, my team included. And clearly, based off of what happened last week, we not lined up to play the Chiefs. So, oh, uh, oh, oh, Tom. <laughs> but you, but you, you know something? It's like, I don't, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm going to say it. And I want you, and I, I really want your mm-hmm. take on this as, okay. as, a, as a Bucks fan. Yes. Y'all, you all was, was fine without Antonio Brown. I'm going to say that. Yeah, we were. But you were fine without Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Because what happened now is that whole dynamic mm-hmm. just looks weird now. It just looks it looks forced. Yeah. Tom yeah. Come yeah. Like when Brady Brady has his reads, he knows he's he's gonna go to Mike. Mike is y'all Mike is y'all guy. Yeah, Mike and you got Chris. 
But now you got Antonio. You got Antonio running the slot. You got Antonio running on the outside. That's you got. You can move Chris inside sometimes. And no, you, that's like a demotion to be. In, I mean, slot receivers are the faster are the faster receivers. Yeah. But but you know, you're right. You're right. I didn't want AB on our team, period, for multiple reasons, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. The dynamic is fine there. I think Tom wanted AB because they have some chemistry, too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you can't go changing up the recipe in the middle of the season. Like, you know, Mike Mike Evans is your number one. Your number yeah. two isn't God when your number two really is Gronk. And they then when is your number three, and then you got, you know, the run game and then maybe a, a few other receivers that's like that slot. Yeah. You know, Tommy loves his slot, though, because, you know, Wes Welker was yeah. a fantastic slot runner. And then, um, what's the other guy? You got to look at, you, um, you got Wes Welker was one, and you got, um, what's the one that's Edelman, Julian Edelman. Edelman, Edelman yeah. Yeah. But, but y'all got little Scotty, though. Scotty was running, he was doing great for y'all. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, that's where I'm saying, where you say it feels forced, you're right. Because now it's if you don't try to do anything special and you got AB out there just running, then it's like, well, dang, what'd you get AB for? But then if you try to throw balls to AB and you try to get him involved and all of that, and then it's like Mike Evans is pissed off now because where's his, you know, where's yeah. the catches and stuff. So you've messed the dynamic up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that Antonio Brown, for the most part, so far, I can eat my words tomorrow because you know how people <laughs> are. But I think he has gotten his life together and realized that maybe I should, maybe I should chill, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I'll just be very low key. I won't do anything, say anything crazy. Let me get through the seat, right? So no. yeah. we'll see, you know, as an adult. Um, so we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, how this goes, but listen, Tampa Bay has been a disappointment, and they have been for a long time. And it's, it, it seems like it never matters who the quarterback is. We can have the best offense situation ever, which is what, in my opinion, we do. You got great bookend receivers. You got damn good in O.J. Howard. You had a damn good tight end, right? Mm-hmm. And then you acquired Gronk. Okay, fine, right? Um, that could work because when Gronk and uh, – oh, what was my man's name? The one that – Went to jail and uh, in New England. In New England, yeah. What's oh, Hernandez. Hernandez, my man. Hernandez. I mean, he was not my man like that, but he was on my fantasy team and he always got me them points, baby. Anyway, um, so when he had those two tight ends like that, he worked. That worked well, you know. Then, so but you I, know, that's not Bruce Arians' offense, though. Yeah, I know. You, I know. You, you hitting everything correctly, but it's not Bruce. Bruce want to go go down the field with the ball. Yep. And, yep. and here's the thing. I like Bruce a lot, but he got to get out of here because it's time for him to go at this point. I need somebody else that's going to do something else over there. I'm not sure who, but he's got uh, either he goes or Tommy goes, right? Tommy's still in the contract, so Bruce got to go. You think so? I think so. You think, I think so? so? Yeah. Come I, I don't like how he'll and I and I appreciate this because you know me I like to hold people accountable all the time. So um, I don't appreciate you coming out and saying and being slick, you know, about Tommy's play, which is terrible, right? Yeah. But then we're not looking at um, what y'all are doing with the plays that you're calling, oh, yeah. um, all of these things. You know, you're contributing to the shenanigans too. Let's not, you know, let's not get it twisted. So you know. Uh, 
the defense is is shoddy at best. I mean, we look good on paper. Um, we look good most of the time. Yeah. When, it, when we need a stop, we can get it. But it's a bend, don't break. But sometimes we break, right? Yeah. That, that is problematic in itself. Yeah, I mean, y'all front y'all front four is is, is, is not bad at all. But it's just y'all yeah. second y'all secondary is questionable. Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the main word. <laughs> because I, I mean, that is. Yep. Like how like what Kansas City did, I'm like what? that was. I say, but I mean, but I, I mean, it's 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 Tariq Hill. I mean, I mean, but it's Tariq Hill and he's fantastic and I love that little fella. But it's also Todd Bowles. What was you doing? You have got to double him. You cannot give some some kid. Okay, it doesn't even matter if it was uh I don't know a great cornerback, Richard Sherman, Revis. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's in their primes. If it, you could put those people on them in their prime. Yeah, that's my, my, that's, that's, hey. my, that's my little girl. That's, hey. that's my son. Hey, what's <laughs> up? The family's here. All right. I'll, I'll see you on a second. So how old is the little baby girl? Oh, she's four. I mean, sorry, she's five. She just turned five. Sorry, five. I keep okay. saying she's four because her, her birthday was November 21st. Okay. So she just turned five. So he's, just so she, five, yeah. she just turned five. So she's five and he's eight. Okay. All yeah. Right now. Oh, yeah. You got you. You got you. Got a house full. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. 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 I'm done. That's a. That's a wrap. Ah. <laughs> that's a wrap. I'm done. Yeah. Well. Cool. Yeah. So I just. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. But um. I. I feel like we had a bye week this week. Hopefully we can come out and do better. I, I just need New Orleans to lose. I mean, it, they've won nine straight. He, and you know. You know. You know. What's, it's not surprising. But it is surprising, mm-hmm. but not really as surprising. Taysom Hill. Yeah. Because he's he they didn't they didn't utilize him to throw the ball, but right. Hey, he can throw. Yeah, he can <laughs> like, he can do okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, surprise, like he can he can manage a game. He can throw the ball. He, he can get the ball where it needs to go. Yeah. But then he can run. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And can take pain. So. I'm just aggravated that they let my man Teddy Bridgewater go over him because I kind of feel like if Drew would have went out just like he did, Teddy would have been able to do the exact same stuff with these wins. Yes. Not the same yeah. way, but the wins, you know? Yeah. But that's all right. We'll let Teddy do his thing in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, I'm not a Panther fan. I'm, I'm, I'm happy he got the job. Yep. I'm happy he got a job. I'd say Cam. I'm, I'm happy Cam got a job. That's another thing. I need him to win, though. And I don't think he's going to. They they just at five hundred now. They're at five mm-hmm. and five. So I don't mean that. I don't know what it looks like in those AFC divisions. I don't know what it looks like in this new playoff because I think they added like two or yeah, four yeah. more teams or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's. So, I don't know, but it's, yeah. This is this this gonna be an ugly season. Yeah. Well, we already know. Chiefs are going to, they're up here. Yeah. I'm not worried, you're not more worried about them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's still look that, not to worry about. But yeah. I'm going to say, I think Tampa Bay can pull, pull it off, though. You know, I think y'all pull, I think y'all pull through. I think we could, too, if we could just get some of these quality wins. We have got to beat the Saints. You know, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to beat the Rams, right? We're going to have to yeah. beat these t- Seattle, even though Seattle's been on like a. See, see. Yeah, y'all could beat Seattle. Seattle's been on a, on a down streak, and it's yeah. their defense. Yeah. Because yeah. And, and I would tell somebody, I said, Russell is only good as his defense. He can he can keep scoring, scoring, scoring. Yep. He's gonna get burnt out by the middle of the season. Yeah. Right now he's burnt. Yeah. He's hurt. He's hurt. Yep. Because you saw how it started the beginning of the season. He right. was lit. They let Russ cook. Okay. Cook. He now that he's fresh. burnt the kitchen down, and yeah, now exactly. here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we eat hot dogs. You know. Exactly. So there it is. 
that's just how it goes. So, no, we did, yeah. But we gonna, we gonna talk more football. We will. That, we will. That is, we will do this. That's a, that is definitely. Yeah. What is this? The ninth of December. We'll do this again soon. We'll get okay. it on the schedule and get yeah. it right. Oh yeah, get it. Let's, let's do it before, before the new year at least. Before yeah, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll right. we'll probably do it before the NBA season starts, which is on twenty mm-hmm. second, just to kind of preview it and see what's what. Definitely. Then, yeah, we could do that. Gotcha, gotcha. All this right. been, this been fun. Yes, I agree. This been fun, man. Appreciate it. Thank it's you. It's gonna be so good much. editing this. This is gonna be a I'm good, sorry. good time. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's gonna be good. I, I like when I re-listen, you know, I like to make sure it's a good show. So I already feel like it's a good show. So it'll be good to re-listen to make sure, you know, everything is good. What I can do is um I can either send you the edited audio or I can just send you the audio and then the mp3 and then yeah. you can do your thing and oh, upload yeah. it it's up to you however you want to do it oh no I'm not I'm not that great at editing I'm editing it's like I'm learning how to edit now on, okay. the, on the fly so if you hear my, some of my stuff from the beginning it gets better mm-hmm. as like better quality I'm like I know yeah. what I'm doing now yeah. so yeah just yeah you can send me edit, and I said I would love to put it, put it on mine as well because okay. that was this was uh, this was fun Got you. This I got was, this you. Was definitely when I'm done editing, I'll send it over. Luckily, I don't work again at Best Buy until maybe next week sometime. So I have time to edit this this show and last week's Chitty so, show, and then we record again tomorrow. So I'll have three shows probably. So I'm I'm happy about that. Give you something to do. Nice, nice. It's not nice. moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good place. The new place is fantastic. It's beautiful. We love it here. Um, I did uh, get a new car on Saturday. Oh, I did. What you got? I did. I got a uh, a Jeep Compass. Whoop! Yeah, yeah. You. I'll send you the pictures. And you oh, know yeah, what definitely. I named her? I what named her Hippolyta. Okay. Hippolyta. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Named her Hippolyta because oh, that's real. So. So you know, so that so that's what I'll do. I'll send it over to you. I'll probably email it to you or whatever. It'll probably be too big, and then it'll go into Google Drive, and then you'll download it and stuff. Gotcha. And then um, I'll put that in the email though. And yeah, but I appreciate you coming on to Mill Speaks. This has been Mill Speaks versus versus. Okay, diplomacy and sneakers. What's the other podcast for the people? Oh yeah, my other podcast with, 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 um, with my good friend. It's ineloquently put. Okay. Oh go. yeah, yeah. So that one right there is a whole lot, a lot of me listening to my buddy Macy rant. Ah. But his rants make sense in a sense. Anyway, okay. if you get a chance to listen, to me, he actually makes a lot of sense. But um, but definitely, thank you so okay. much for being for letting me come on. Sure. And I really do, really do appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell me, tell tell the people where you can be reached. Oh, great, great. Yeah, see, I need I, I to get myself a plug. I should have. It's all right. <laughs> so I got I, you. I know. See, I said you are the <laughs> catalyst for all of this. So, um, basically, I can be reached on Spotify, iTunes, as well as um, iHeartRadio as well. So, Diplomacy in Sneakers. So, you all come check it out. Um, I'll, be, I'll be doing a new podcast probably this week. So, please, um, if, you, if you like it, rate it. Tell me what you think about it. I take criticism. I love it. And I really appreciate it. What's your IG? IG? Oh, my, my IG is Diplomacy and Sneakers. So please look, look at it all, all in one word, Diplomacy and Sneakers. Very good. Also Very on good. Twitter too. Same thing. Boom. That's it. Well, y'all know, y'all can find me at Mills Speaks on IG and Facebook. Mills Devergo on Twitter. Um, 
Mills of Virgo on IG too, but you know, listen, it's not private anymore, but don't get crazy. Just follow the page if you're going to be crazy, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. This will be up soon. Um, and uh, and we, we, we out of here. We, we'll be back soon. We out. Holla. I appreciate it. <laughs>